0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Today's topic is on moral development. Uh, I will I will outline it for you, and then we'll get after it. You know, there's, uh, um, as you know, as a clinician, my vantage point is it's not my place to decide your morals. So why then would I have a podcast on moral development? Uh, there's there's a bunch of reasons why. Uh, but the, the essential uh, component is there are situations and times when no matter what we do, no matter what decision we make, someone will be hurt. And there has to be some sort of framework for deciding who to hurt when those situations arise. And we do it in the clinical world based on who will benefit and who will hurt. We try to look at both sides of that equation because, um, Clearly, if we keep hurting the same people over and over and over, then at some point, we're just the bullies and we don't want to be that. So that's really what this is about. Moral development is creating a framework for deciding who's going to benefit and who's going to suffer. And there's nothing easy about this topic, nothing at all. But My hope is when you're done, you're going to walk away and you're going to have something, at least one thing that you can do to reduce the amount of hurt and increase the amount of benefit. If we can do both of those things with one specific recommendation, I think it's a no brainer. I think it's something we should all be taking a look at and deciding how to do. So let me start with a definition. Moral development is the emergence, change, and understanding of morality through different stages of our life. Obviously, development is, it's going to progress As young um, or immature, because sometimes we're old and immature, uh, but young or immature or both, uh, you're going to have only so much capacity to understand moral development. As we age, if we've been doing our work and growing and becoming hopefully better human beings, healthier human beings, uh, more well-rounded, more understanding, empathic, and stuff like that, we may increase our capacity to understand and apply moral development. Where does this all come from? This all comes from, um, so probably the the go-to in this particular field is Kohlberg, so he originally, when the first time I ever read Kohlberg, I mean this was a long time ago, uh, because I am getting a little bit older. There were what he would call four stages of moral development. Now this has since uh, grown; the field has has progressed as his uh, theory has developed over the years. It went from I'm going to outline this for you. It went from power deals mutuality and systems. So there were four and those were like the categorical titles to what is now first is obedience and punishment. Sounds pretty much like power. The second for deals is now called self-interest. All right. So the language is modified, but the content is basically the same. The third one is interpersonal accord and conformity. Now, that's more or less mutuality, but it's, so mutuality, this is what, you know, when I look at the research, mutuality has been broken down into three new categories, and that was one of them. The second one is authority and maintaining social order. So you see how that's, again, mutuality. Right? There, there may be a leader, there may be a follower, but it's about maintaining social order. Right? It's good for you, it's good for me, it's good for us. The next one is social contract, which again is mutuality. Social contract says: we agree that this is good for one another. I like Kit Kats, you like Snickers. I'll swap you because we got the the ones we didn't like as much. We just trade. That's mutuality. It's good for me. I like it. It's good for you. But it's not equal. Mutuality isn't necessarily about equal. It's about preference. And then the sixth one, which is universal ethical principles, is systems. That's saying at some point, when we progress and we mature, and we develop morality, we eventually will go to thinking about how does this affect the whole system? So when I pull this string over here, the puppet moves right there. When I pull it over here on the left side, it changes where the movement comes from right it's the idea of understanding how the system works and not using it for our own benefit but for the benefit of the whole so it's things like equality justice dignity respect right it's saying the individual matters and the system gets priority, when the individuals can be taken care of and it doesn't have any negative impacts uh, of, of, you know, a consequence to the system, well, then take care of the individuals, of course. But when the individual benefiting is going to break down the system, we have to take a closer look because the system probably has the priority there. Now, I want to say this again. I've said it before, equality. When I say equality, I'm not talking about it's the same. For instance, the Kit Kat Snickers thing I just said a minute ago, right? It's not the same, but equality for me is to treat them how they deserve to be treated. And what that means is if they're a fish, I'm going to ask them to swim. If they're a monkey, I'm going to ask them to climb. If they're a worm, I'm not going to ask them to live anywhere, but in the dirt, right? Like we, we don't, we don't throw them up into the sky. We make sure they are where they belong. If they're fast, I'm going to ask them to be fast. If they're slow, I'm not going to say, hey, you got to get fast. I might say, hey, work on that, but it's not the priority, right? The priority is taking their strengths and their weaknesses and saying, taking you as a whole being, understanding you as a whole person, I want to treat you fairly and it would be unfair for me to expect you to be just like Person A, B, C, D, E, F, and all of them over there. I, I, don't, I don't want that. That takes away your uniqueness. wouldn't want that. So when I talk about equality, that's the way it is. What are the components of moral development then? Essentially, moral development requires multiple people. It's the interactive process that is essential, right? If there's no interaction, I mean, if I was alone on an island, do I really need moral development? Nope, not at all. I don't need anything. Unless there's a social environment, there's no need for moral development. Obviously, I would need food and water and stuff like that, the biological requirements just to take my next breath and survive the next day. But outside of that, no, I don't need moral development because I'm by myself. But the moment I'm with other people and there is a social setting of any kind, moral development is absolutely critical. It requires a sense of purpose. We find purpose in that interaction and contact. If we lived alone on an island with no interaction with other human beings, our only purpose is to keep the body going. There there is nothing else. So we were made to be relational. And I'm going to also add this. The higher the moral maturity, the clearer we see sacrifice. That's such a big deal, so big. When we climb the ladder and become more morally mature, we see the importance of sacrificing, giving up of ourselves to strengthen the whole. That's gonna be a key element when I get to my little solution or plug at the end. All right, so hang on to that. Why do I personally care? I'm going to tell you why this came to the forefront. These are observations. I'm going to give you three observations that I've made over the last, I mean, I've been making observations my whole life, right? You do too. But these observations, they came in pretty quick succession. And when that happens, I try to pay attention and figure out why is this happening in this, this sort of compact, time frame like i'm i must be missing something i got to be paying attention to something differently so my observations were this there are gaps between generations right now generational gaps are problematic we know this this isn't this isn't rocket science here's the biggest problem with it right now that i see this is my observation gaps are absorbing moral concepts. Meaning we're losing at times moral concepts because the older folks are not talking and associating and and mentoring the younger folks. And the younger folks don't care to get that mentorship. And if they do, they're not proactively seeking it Probably because the older folks should be the one pushing it down, saying, hey, I've got something of value for you. I really do. I may not have a lot. I may, you know, there's going to be parts of what you're experiencing in your world that I don't understand, but I understand some stuff about the world, right? So the elders, the older folks should be really pushing on that too. The third observation I had, that loss of understanding where older folks Uh, come from is putting us in a position where we are repeating mistakes in our social arenas that we don't need to repeat. We're repeating mistakes. I don't know about you, but when I see repetitive mistakes, it drives me crazy because one thing I can do is fix my mistakes. If I know it's there, I acknowledge it. And I confront it, I deal with my junk, I can fix most of the mistakes that I make. And so can you. I really, truly believe that. So what's getting in the way? I'm not positive on this. I really, I'm not. I would love your ideas if you've got ideas of what you think is getting in the way. Send them my way. But what I do believe is that young people... Can still have lots and of influence while still having a mentor. A matter of fact, I think they could potentially have a greater influence with mentors because we then connect the whole thing together. We we make less mistakes. We will make mistakes. And I don't know that I even qualify as one of the younger people anymore but we make mistakes, but we'll make less with mentorship. And the people who are behind us that are coming our way, they'll make less with mentorship from us. And so it goes. So I've been throwing out this word mentorship. Let me tell you what it is. Uh, Mentorship essentially is and most of you probably know this like you're probably like why are we talking about mentorship like this this is easy look around you how many people are doing it that's why we're talking about it it's getting lost it's not happening nearly as much as it should mentorship is the idea of passing on the knowledge and experience that i have or seeking the knowledge and experience that you have so you could have a peer mentor, you could have an older mentor, you could have a younger mentor. If they uh, if they have knowledge and experience that you don't have, then technically they're your mentor. And we see that in the workplace, right? You know, an older person goes into a new job, and there's a younger person in charge. They can mentor the older person that would be fantastic. Wonderful. Anything to get the, because here's the thing. You may be the mentor in one category, but you may be mentored in 10 other. Why should I have a mentor? Why should you have a mentor? You, because we need to bridge those gaps. There's too much lost knowledge and experience Because we are not mentoring. You will excel more quickly. You will make less mistakes. You will grow at a faster rate. These are all benefits. These are, you can go and look this up yourself. These are benefits of mentorship. People who have mentors will exhibit these qualities. Why should I be a mentor? The same reasons. Those same reasons to be mentored are the same reasons you should also find somebody to bring along with you. So how would I start being a mentor or getting mentored? What depends? Okay, so there's formal mentoring. You know, you got big brothers, big sisters. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, If you want to go a formal route, go for it. But in all reality, most likely what you're going to do is look around where you are and identify somebody who has a drive that you think you could help. Well, say, hey, if you're interested, I'd be open to mentoring you. I'll help walk you through some of the things so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that I made. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. I would, I would bet at, you know, probably 90%, and this is just a guess, I don't have this data, you know, 90% of the time or more, they're going li- to, their eyes are going to light up and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to take me under their wing and show me the ropes. This is fantastic. I love it. And you can do the same thing if you need mentorship. Is it harder? Yeah, it's probably harder. To go to somebody who you admire and say, hey, you know what? You seem like you figured out a lot of stuff. I don't know if it's all by error or because you had a good mentor or whatnot, but I'd really like to learn what you know and how you learned it so that I can excel and be better at what I do. And I can gain experiences vicariously through you and maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that you ran into. When should you start mentoring? today when should you find a mentor today like honestly that's my recommendation i don't think i know i can't be there's no way in my in the world i can be where i am today without many mentors i had many and i find myself wanting a mentor again because i know how beneficial it is to have them so Find a mentor. It's definitely something I'm gonna look into again. You know, I'm in a I'm in a different place in my life. I got kids that are getting older, stuff like that. It's probably time for me to have a mentor too. Who should be your mentor? That's a tough question. I'm gonna say this is my suggestion. Somebody who has something in common with you that kind of excites you and gets you motivated, but has a different way about them. Because if you find somebody just like you, uh, then you just make these mini-me's. And that's not good. You know, we need difference. We need enough difference that we can learn from one another and and say, wow, and if I bring in this other angle that I have, man, I might be able to enhance that. And it creates more Creativity but it still eliminates a lot of risks. So I would suggest that there's enough in common in the area which you want to develop. So if I were say, want to become a, you know, I, I want at some point in my life, I'd love to have a, a woodworking shop. I would just love that. That would be fantastic. And if I were looking for somebody who, who could help me down that path, I'd be looking for somebody who's extremely good with woodwork but they may not have the best personal skills. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm okay with that. I can, I can tolerate um, you know, less personal skills to get the mentorship with the woodworking. So that's what I would say. You know, and, and the other thing is what that does is it means that then I might be able to benefit them in some way, which would be pretty cool. Because you know, it's not a one-way road with mentorship. Obviously, it's set up to be primarily a one-way road in a particular area. But undoubtedly, in the human interaction, we're going to see, oh, well, I have this other strength. Do you want to you know what I think over here? And we usually open up other doors. That's the development of a relationship. And that's good. That's also, if you go back to where we started with moral development, it benefits the whole. It benefits everybody. So you got you got my down and dirty, uh, you know, quick plug at mentorship. But remember, we started with moral development. So to, to wrap this up, I want to remind you, if we know somebody is going to hurt, no matter what, we're going to make a decision and somebody is going to hurt, we have to take a look at the system. And I am suggesting that one of the frameworks for for deciding who hurts and who doesn't is this process of mentorship. It's through experiences and knowledge of people who have been down that path and hurt people and helped people. And we get to play both parts. We can mentor and be mentored. And I think it will reduce, significantly reduce and provide framework to know what decisions to make, when to make them, how to deliver them, and all of that kind of good stuff. So go ahead and leave me feedback. I always like the feedback and uh, have a great one.